Are you ready to articulate yourself so well in conversations that getting friends came easily to you? Yes? Good! Because this is the Speak Up to Connect podcast, and I'm your host, Nicole Jean. I truly believe that a conversation is an investment in a relationship, and there is no other more important life skill than knowing how to strike up an engaging conversation with someone, authentically connect with another human being, and build a meaningful relationship. Want to know how to get this? Then let's get into the episode. What if I told you that there was an easy and quick way for you to stop overthinking when socializing? What if I told you that you could easily break free out of the feeling, feeling trapped in your brain, in your thoughts after engaging in small talk or attempting to engage in small talk? Or what if I told you that starting today, today, that Uh, you could feel at ease after a conversation. That even if you messed up and said something stupid or embarrassing, you could still feel at ease and free from those that mental prison of overthinking. Is that something you'd be interested in? If you're new here, hi, my name is Nicole Jean. I'm your people skills coach, and I help you converse with ease and get more friends. And today we're talking about how to stop overthinking when socializing. And first off, I want to start off with a story for you. So this is a recent conversation I had with someone in the DMs on my Instagram. And I'm not going to identify her just to be just out of respect. But as I heard her story, she or, or I thought to myself, you know, if she experiences this, I am sure there are other people who experience this as well. And so This person that I talked to on Instagram, she had a job interview over Zoom, over video call, and she gets very intimidated, very awkward. She feels awkward in video calls and and socializing in general. And she hardly she had difficult difficulty making eye contact on the video call. And she felt she did a lousy job in the interview. She felt she did a lousy job to persuade the recruiter on why they should give her a chance. And she felt like if she could articulate herself well, then maybe they'd be more willing to give her a shot at the job. And in the end, the employer did decide to go with someone else. And afterwards, she felt that was the most stressful, the most intimidating, the most awkward situation for her and she felt completely disappointed and completely depleted afterwards however the a day or two later she updated me um, that her job agency found her another job and she said to me so I guess you can say that it worked out for the better she could now breathe a huge sigh of relief that because the nightmare was over from that interview and feeling awkward and she got a different job and to her everything worked out and I'm using if you're listening on the podcast I'm using air quotes on the word worked out she felt like it worked out to her everything worked out because she was able to retract back into her comfort zone 
to her, everything worked out because she doesn't have to feel awkward again. And but but the truth is, it does. It's not about it working out. Let me ask you this: Do you really want to live your life hoping that life will work out, crossing your fingers and hoping that things will just work out for you in your favor? Or do you want control of your life and to never feel socially awkward in a conversation where you're on the edge of tears and you feel like the stress of the world on your shoulder? And so I want you to remember this. Your complaints are clues. Your complaints are clues. Your complaints are clues of how, of how to create the life you want. For example, if you go outside for a walk and it's like, you know, 40 degrees Fahrenheit. I I live in America, so I don't know Celsius, sorry. (laughs) If you go outside for a walk and it's freezing cold, it's 40 degrees Fahrenheit, and you complain you are cold, what does that mean? It means you need to go get a jacket, right? Your complaint is a clue of what you need to do. And if you, so if you feel socially awkward during conversations, and come home complaining that I felt intimidated, I felt stressed out, I felt overwhelmed. Your complaint is a clue that of what you need, that you need to practice your people skills because you still feel overwhelmed and intimidated and awkward. It's a clue that you need someone to teach you these skills that you lack because it's a weakness in your life. And so remember that your complaints are clues. So the next time you complain, I want you to listen to that. Listen to that. Your complaining doesn't mean you're stupid, you're dumb, you're a failure. No. Your complaints are a clue of what you need in your life to create the life you want. And I love saying this quote. I don't know who said it. I wish I could. I knew so I could credit the person who said this. Um... Nothing is urgent until it is urgent. Nothing is urgent until it is urgent. When you don't have good people skills, when you don't know how to carry a conversation, how to connect with someone in a conversation within like five minutes, within 10 minutes, quickly, within a first conversation, it doesn't feel urgent when you're in your comfort zone sitting at home in your pajamas, watching Netflix by yourself. It doesn't feel urgent to that you don't have great people skills. But when it is urgent, if you're at a social function, you're at happy hour, surrounded by people, you hear voices echoing all around you, you're holding a glass of water and you're like, I don't know how to talk to someone. I don't know who to, how to initiate a conversation. Or if it's Monday morning, and you're walking into work, walking down the hallway, and your coworker makes eye contact and says, Hey, Nicole, how was your weekend? How are you doing? And you just have that awkward silence between you and the other person waiting for your response. It feels urgent. Not having good people skills at that time feels urgent. And so you wish you had practiced more at that point. At that point, you feel like, Oh, I should have practiced more on my people skills. I should have practiced conversing with others so that I feel more confident. Or maybe you wished at that point you had taken socially awkward boot camp 
And yes, I'm putting in a shameless plug for my coaching because I truly believe that people skills is the most valuable skill you could have in your life. And I truly believe in Socially Awkward Bootcamp, my signature coaching experience. In Socially Awkward Bootcamp, you will learn the most impactful words to say in a conversation so that you can connect with another person in a conversation. And so what that means for you is that your brain will be filled to the brim with the right scripts and verbatims when socializing, whether giving a job interview on Zoom video call or engaging in small talk with a cute guy or a cute girl at the coffee shop while you're waiting for your coffee order. And ultimately, that means that you can walk away from every conversation feeling at ease, at ease, as if you're sitting at home in your pajamas watching Netflix by yourself. And so I truly believe in people skills. This is the most important and um, best investment you can make in yourself, for yourself, for your future, because it will pay over tenfold, over and over and over. And so when you have the ability to articulate yourself well and connect with others, you expand your reality. And you create opportunities in your life that you never even knew was possible for you. And it's, so if Socially Awkward Boot Camp seems exciting, then click on the link below in the description box or the show notes in this podcast or this live stream replay or DM me on Instagram the word podcast and I can tell you more about it. And my Instagram link is also in the notes below or you can find me on Instagram at, at it's Nicole Jean. And so we mentioned that your complaints are clues. Your complaints are clues. Isn't that a powerful way to frame your thoughts? To frame your thoughts about your complaints now. And that's what the pow- that's how powerful getting coaching is. We often cannot see our blind spots. We don't know what we don't know. And we cannot see our blind spots. We believe certain things and we just live our life accordingly. Like if you always complain about feeling socially awkward after you leave a conversation and never do anything about it, you just go on living each day of your life, day to day, thinking, this is my life. I always feel socially awkward. No matter what, no matter how many times I try to make a conversation with someone, I always walk away feeling socially awkward. But what if someone saw your blind spots? What if you were in a room with someone who could see something that you couldn't see? And, and help you think a different way. That's powerful. That is so, so powerful. If you feel socially awkward, then you will behave socially awkward because your thoughts lead to your actions and your behaviors. If you feel socially awkward, you're going to act socially awkward. You're going to hesitate to join a conversation. You're go- it might be you doubting yourself when you're actually talking about yourself, when you're explaining what you did for the weekend, what your hobbies are. If someone says, tell me about yourself. And <clears throat> a lot of times when we are looking at the person in front of us, when we're having a conversation, we get really intimidated. And I want to tell you something that Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll, if you watch football, you know who this guy is. Pete Carroll is the head coach of the Seattle, uh, Seattle Seahawks. He was also previously the head coach of the USC Trojans, University of California Trojans football team. And Pete Carroll has a beautiful philosophy 
If you haven't read his philosophy about life, and about winning, about football, or winning in life, you need to go read it. He has a great book out. And Pete Carroll says, if you thought of it as who was winning and who was losing, you're missing the whole point. It's really the guy across from us, the guy across from you, that makes you who you are. Your opponent creates challenges that help you become your best self. And so, you know, if you're playing football and you're coached by Pete Carroll, if you're standing on the field and you're getting ready for a play and you see their opponent in front of you from the other team, they're in front of you and you're thinking, that's my enemy. That is who I have to beat. That is who I have to compete with. Pete Carroll says that otherwise. Pete Carroll's a coach and he coached. He coaches his players to think differently. The person in front of you from the other team is not your opponent. They are not your enemy. They are not your competitor. They are your ally because they create challenges to make you be a better version of yourself. No one is competition. No one is competition. Even the person that you're jealous of, that you wish you were as articulate as them, you could talk well. If you want to be a public speaker and you're jealous of oh, Barack Obama, Oprah Winfrey, people who seem so charismatic on stage or on screen, they are not your competition. They are your allies because they show you what's possible and they create a challenge for you to be the best you can be. And so that person, say, for example, the job interview on Zoom, they are not your enemy. They are your ally. They are your friend because that person in front of you is trying to make you a better person, a better version of yourself. And that's how powerful coaching can be, is that it can show you a different way of thinking, which is the root of all your actions and all your behaviors, everything you do to create the life you want. And I recently made this philosophy for myself. And I'm sure... I'm sure others might have mentioned it too. I'm not the first one to discover this, but this really hit me this week. So I was in my own coaching. Yes, even I, a people skills coach, I receive coaching from others because I know that even I'm not perfect and I could be better. And there are blind spots that I don't even know about in my life. And so I'm actually receiving coaching right now on how to speak on how to use my voice in an impactful way, how to be resonant, how to use deep breaths. And it's it's eye-opening. It's incredibly eye-opening to say the least. I thought I knew how to talk well. I don't know anything. Oh my gosh, this type of coaching on how to speak, how to use my voice, how to exude charisma in, from my voice, from deep within my belly, it has been life open. It's been eye-opening. And, you know, people... You know, you have to be willing to receive feedback. And this is the philosophy I came up with. Receiving feedback while not taking it like feeling like a failure or rejection is the most important muscle that you can develop. I'm going to say that again. Receiving feedback and at the same time not feeling like a failure or that it's rejection is the most important muscle you can develop. Because if you're willing to receive constructive criticism and feedback from people who are in a place where you want to go in life, who are a few steps ahead 
and where you want to take your life and how you want your life to unfold, you can be better than 99% of the world. Because people hate being told what to do. People hate being told they're bad at certain things. Heck, I hate being told that I don't speak well with my voice, that I need to take deeper breaths from the belly, that I need to speak slower, and all of these hard things. It's hard to hear that you're not perfect, that to tell be told that you're doing things wrong. But you know what's even harder? It's the overthinking after a conversation, after socializing. It's the overthinking in your brain that, oh, I messed up. That I'm and you're you interpreting it that as you're a failure as a human being. That that is hard. That is mentally draining on you. Don't you feel miserable? When you overanalyze things, don't you feel miserable when you men- feel mentally trapped in your head? Don't you feel miserable when you feel nothing but self-doubt and maybe a hint of self-loathing in yourself after socializing? That is really painful to feel. And you feeling that way, choosing to feel that way after every social situation is not serving you. Because feeling self-doubt is robbing you of the energy that you could be using to refine your people skills and improving yourself as a conversationalist. But it starts with you choosing to think a different way. And it starts with you exercising that muscle to receive feedback, receive constructive criticism from people who are in a place where you want to be and not interpreting that as you being a failure or feeling like it's a rejection and actually enacting on it. Your complaints are clues. You can be your own coach if you listen to your own complaints. That is a starting point to the actions you need to take to create the life you want. And if you complain that you don't have any friends as an adult, but you want friends as an adult, you just don't know how to do it, then that's your brain telling you it's time to learn how to speak with people. And I'm going to give you a little jump start as well. If this talk, if this episode really opened up your eyes, opened up your brain, and you're thinking, yes, I am opening to learning how to articulate myself well in conversations because I complain about this all the time. And now I realize it's a clue of what I need in my life to create the life I want. Then I need you, I want you to check out my last Uh, live stream replay or the last podcast episode. It's called The Two Ways to Not Sound Boring in a Conversation. And it's going to be a jumpstart for you on how you can get started in this. But I want you to walk away from this episode knowing that the cliche is true. Everything you need is inside of you. It is. Your complaints are clues to what your weaknesses are, to what you need to work on, to what actions you need to take to create the life you want. And that's how you stop overthinking when socializing. I know this episode's title was a little bit of a clickbait, a little bit of a cheat. It's actually impossible to stop overthinking when you're socializing. It's going to be human nature to overthink, to overthink yourself, to doubt yourself. But it's the interpretation that you make of the overthinking that either makes you miserable or pushes you forward in life. When you overthink that I messed up in a conversation or I was so stupid to say that, you start interpreting that as I'm a failure. 
But when you turn that overthinking, the overanalyzing, the overruminating on its head, and say that overthinking, that complaint is a clue. I need to work on that aspect of myself. Now your overthinking is a good thing because your complaints are clues. And so I hope this episode was helpful. I hope this gave you a new way of thinking about your overthinking, your overanalyzing, your overruminating in social situations, after social situations, and keep this, you know, save this episode, listen to it again when you have those moments of self-doubt because remember that your complaints are clues. You are your own coach. You are the first coach that will take care of you. All right? All right. I hope this was helpful. I love you all, and I will see you all on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Speak Up to Connect podcast. If you found this helpful and got amazing value out of it, then I ask you one thing, and that's to please leave a review on this show. I live to serve, and you leaving a review is the best way for others to see this podcast. Until next time, always remember what an amazing human being you are and that the world needs you and your story in it. Let's all continue to speak up to connect.